0: hey everybody mike and tim here and um we know the world has been breathlessly awaiting the reactions of the vox podcast to this latest uh you know the carryover of 2020 into 2021 i saw a great meme that was like 2021 days without incident and initially it had been five (laughs) and now it had been on it had been reset back to zero Um, (laughs) so, so, um, there's some things that we want to talk about. We don't feel the need to have to provide social commentary and everything that happens in the world, but this one feels pretty important and it feels very significant. And, um, it feels very relevant to the Sermon on the Mount politics stuff that we've been talking through. And so I just want to, I, I, Tim and I just want to make some observations and talk through a couple of things about how to process this, perhaps. And we're doing it literally the day after, and we're not settled. We're raw. We're we,
1: processing this in real yes. time. You're just listening to our conversation.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, we started talking on the phone, and 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 Tim's like, "Well, let's just let's just record this right now." So, <laughs> so you guys are live time <laughs> with our thoughts. Yeah, right. Which is a super scary thing. Who knows? What heretical thoughts will uh, will arrive? But <laughs> that's exciting. Yes, yeah, we're living on the edge. Uh, it was interesting, though, um, that our friend Bonnie noted this, and several people noted this that I saw on social media. But I, I, I'd thought of it too that this happened on uh, the holiday called Epiphany, which the Christian liturgical calendar, the new year starts with the first Sunday of Advent. And the, the preparation for Jesus' arrival, and then on Christmas Day begins the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, they're not leading to Christmas. they flow from Christmas, and they, uh, they culminate in epiphany. And epiphany is the day where Jesus was revealed to the greater Gentile world through the recognition of the wise men, or the wise people, depending on how many were there. Who knows? Um, and the story's told in Matthew. About how Herod, um, who was half Jewish, so he was an Edomite, which traces all the way back to Esau, and there were prophecies in Obadiah and in Genesis about how um, someone from the tribe of Judah would would stand over Edom and a ruler would come and destroy Edom. I mean, so I don't, you know, I don't know how much King Herod knew about that, but Herod was an incredibly insecure rulerly, and the number of wives and relatives he murdered, I mean, it was he's. He's narcissistic, um, uh, grandiose. He's a psychopath. And I found it so ironic that on the day we celebrate the fact that the wise men visited the Christ but did not tell Herod, because Herod, Herod would have murdered this Christ, this king, that uh, the wise men then went another way home. And so you have an insecure ruler threatened by a movement that's beginning with a child. It was um insane. yeah, yeah, as the backdrop for what we saw yesterday. And I thought, oh, well, that's interesting because, you know, to my horror, I mean, it was horrifying enough to watch people storm into the Capitol to see guns drawn. Um, like four people have died because of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just like it's and the unfortunate part is that we're numb. We're just numb. Um, we're just numb. Uh, and it, it should be even more traumatic than it probably is um but we're watching that and then and then as a as a Jesus person then to see crosses and banners um dragging the name of Jesus into this uh, I saw Jesus Jesus saves I saw that I saw yeah. that. There, was, uh, there were several flags that said, uh, Jesus is my savior, Trump is my president, waving around in the midst of the madness. Yeah. And I, I posted hesitantly on Facebook, <laughs> hey, this is what idolatry looks like. And loads of people understood exactly what I was getting at. And then there were quite a vocal few who were like, well, how's that idolatry? Both statements are true. And I just wanted to go on record by saying it's not that both statements are true. That's the idolatry. It's the connection between them. That's the idolatry. That you would, taking the Lord's name in vain in the Hebrew Bible literally means to attach God's name to an empty thing. And there is nothing emptier than political slogans or propaganda. There is nothing emptier. You would never, never in the first century see Caesar, see Jesus is king and Caesar is my lord. I mean, what what utter
1: nonsense! There's definitely a trifecta when you're watching it in real time yesterday, as people are marching down the halls and you know I something someone posted something on something, and when I was trying to have a five second reprieve from all the children, I popped onto Instagramer and saw someone post about what was going on, and I you know logged onto the news real quick and to see um you know a Jesus saves flag marching through alongside a Trump flag alongside a guy in a QAnon shirt um it it does build a brand and that and that's scary and sad you you just go through the i felt all of the emotions yesterday we turned on, we decided to turn it on turn the news on for a little bit and how the kids watch and you know it's like watching a bad michael bay movie where everyone's like <laughs> scaling the walls of the white house and right white insane. house down yeah and the kids i know there's a bunch of memes going around of whatever those gerard butler movies are where he's the yeah 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 Super yeah. good secret service agent. <laughs> yes, well, there the there White House of, has fallen. Uh, Nicholas Cage, like sneaking in the back with holding the Decla- Declaration of Independence, and like it was all a diversion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, you just you lament all of it, and I'm watching conversations online because people are they see that conglomerate of things and and they've all become associated with one another jesus name has been associated and latched on to q and latched on to trump and it doesn't matter if you don't th- if you disagree with or don't think it's true it's happening regardless it, it, yes it's yes or if uh, even if it's not true for you it's still how people are seeing it because of things like this i mean we the the time
0: for being quiet about this nationalism that has infected the American church. I mean, and we haven't, I mean, we've we've talked about it, but the time for just sort of um, quiet, meek conversations about this, I think really is is over. What we saw yesterday was the fact that there are two Christianities and probably more. There are certainly two Christs. One of them is the Christ of the gospels that we've been studying in the Sermon on the Mount. Who does not sanction hatred, contempt, or violence. And there's another one who, who has been co-opted by political parties, but in this case, Republicanism, that somehow seems to say that the only way to, um, to, to get power is to fight for it and to claim it. And it doesn't yeah. matter h- how you do it as long as the ends are justified in your mind. Yeah. It, and that is so anti-Christ- what we saw yesterday was antichrist. You know, we always yeah. thought an- the, the 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 antichrist, according to the Left Behind books, would come and make us, you know, <laughs> worship him and bow down. And what we saw yesterday was more antichrist than even Tim LaHaye imagined, right? Which is the invoking of Jesus over the um, the trampling of rights, the execution of violence, the lawlessness, and um, and and quite honestly, a a political philosophy that doesn't find much room in the Bible, even though it claims to be pro-life. Yeah. And so, you know, brothers and sisters, I don't care if you voted for Trump or not. I did not. I have not. Didn't the first time, didn't the second time. Um, I have people who I love who did, and I am committed to making room at the Christian table for everybody, regardless who their political preference turns out to be. But what we cannot countenance is the, the, the just sheer rank idolatry and somehow say that, that, that there's room for that too under the Jesus banner. The Jesus banner fits for those who want to act like Jesus. That's the commitment. It's not a set of believings and it's not a political philosophy and it's not a way of running the world right? The Jesus banner is the abdication of self-interest. It's the carrying your cross. It's the renunciation of violence, except perhaps in the most extreme circumstances. It is the embracing of love of neighbor at cost to yourself. That is the Jesus banner. And any other banner that doesn't do that isn't Jesus. End of story. Yeah. There, there is yeah. no other Jesus banner than that one. And I don't care. I mean, when people say, listen, both statements are true. Trump is president and Jesus is my Lord. Fantastic. If you as a private citizen hold that Trump's policies are better or more helpful, good for you. Fantastic. You have every right to do that. But neither Republicans nor Democrats as a part of their policy gets to claim the the authority of Jesus over their proposals, over their propaganda. Right. I would feel this way if Obama did this. And that's the problem. The double standards here are just ridiculous. If these people were black, you know they would have been treated differently. You absolutely know they would have been treated differently. And if if if, um, if Antifa we're claiming Jesus, all of these, Hey, Trump is my president. Uh, Jesus is my Lord. People would be up in arms about their idolatry. And so it's, it's the rank hypocrisy of this. My children, Tim thoughtful, 17 and 16 year olds see what quote Christianity has embraced and they're turned, they're just turned off. There, I mean, literally. Yeah. Hannah will say to me, "If that's what Jesus is like, I want nothing to do with him." Yeah, yeah. And 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 I'm expected to just sit back and say, "Yeah, guys, you know, we all are entitled to our opinions." No, not anymore. Not anymore.
1: <laughs> well, not not when this is the when this is the out. You know, this is this is more than opinions. Yeah. This is this is yeah. This is acting upon. Well, and, this and is people embodying were asking, those opinions. Well, were you opposed to
0: Antifa destroying things? Well, yeah, I was actually. Yeah, but they didn't invoke the name of Jesus to do it. That's the difference. That's a freaking difference. <laughs> Good lord. People get so pissed at me, why are you always critical of Trump? I'm not. I'm critical of Christians who say they have a moral imperative as Christians to vote for right. this guy. It is scandalous and it is blasphemous. Oh, I'm I'm unbelievably fed up. But but here's the even more sickening part. The more sickening part is the underlying philosophy that we saw yesterday. So so here's, here is here uh, is a, a part of President Trump's speech to his followers. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. Which they we'll did. We'll demand. Huh? Which they did. Yes. We'll demand Congress do the right thing. And then this line. We'll never take back our country with weakness. We need to show strength. Right. Yep. Now that is the world. That is the world view of um, Satan. <laughs> I mean that you that singular line is Antichrist. When Jesus blesses the poor in spirit and the meek, the mourning, the peacemakers, right when Paul talks about God tabernacling with us in weakness, when the when the role of the church. Is, is to recognize that God has more need of our weakness than our strength. I mean, this is so clearly taught in the Bible. Yeah. And that Jesus comes among us, disadvantaged and disenfranchised in every way imaginable, to show that the way that God conquers is through self-sacrificial love. And even in Revelation, where you have Jesus sitting on a horse with a sword Right, you have the king, you have the lion of Judah, but I looked at him and I saw a lamb that had been sacrificed. Yeah. Oh. Right? That's the that what makes us uniquely Christian. End of story. Is love of enemy and a willingness to forego the tools of empire to bring about the kingdom of God. And so, I cannot say it any more clearly. Um, and will not engage much longer with people who insist that this is simply a political stance and there's nothing religious about this. It's just simply not true. It's not true. Um, And so the church, me, you, us, the church have to be confronted with every ounce of political idolatry that has crept in right? We are no longer infatuated with Jesus. We no longer think, we just, we don't, we're not convinced the way of Jesus works in the world. I mean, that's the end of, you know, that's the end of it. That's the end of the story. We just don't believe it works. We don't believe, right? The, the non-aggressive, non-violent, um, responding to evil way works. We just don't believe that. And so we're seduced by the very temptations Jesus resisted to go for the ways of grandeur and power and spectacle, right? And the ways of violence. And to forsake the cross. And um, nothing, nothing about yesterday was cross shaped. Not a thing. Yeah. Not a thing. And so we're not going to call it Christian. It's not. It's not. And, um, and so our churches, if, if our churches are not weeping at the lack, the tragic lack of discipleship, and I'm not, I'm not, listen, I mean, for everybody, not just Republicans, but I'm talking about anybody who is, is clinging to Biden as savior and Lord, right? Or progressivism as savior and Lord, right? The idolatry exists everywhere. We just saw it particularly on one side yesterday. And one side is certainly more explicitly religious about it and i can hear the comments back well, Yeah, but what about this guy from georgia who's a pastor and he's you know pro choice and blah 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 he's using religious language too
1: great let's let's what, about, let's what about what about what about what about what about what about what about
0: what <laughs> yeah. about it's just so it's so insane can we so so yes let's talk about him later can we just agree that what we saw yesterday in the invocation of jesus was blasphemous let's just let's start there let's Everything just start about there
1: yesterday was Wrong. Yeah. top So to bottom.
0: yeah. And and the fact that we have thoughtful Christians who have made the case that Christians should support as their Christian duty a man who acted in the way that he acted yesterday. Um I I personally think there needs to be repentance and apology. And I'm glad for some Christian leaders. Who have are coming to this party late, saying, "Hey, you know, this was wrong yesterday." Um, okay, I, I'm glad for that to happen because I'm in process too on a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, but but um, I don't know. I I I I think I think the biggest answer uh, or the place I want to dwell first is my own devotion to Jesus. As my exam my moral example of how to live in the world. Yep. Like he felt anger, so I don't feel bad for feeling angry. Um, but he never resorted to violence, and so I don't know. Like, there of course there's a place for turning tables, and of course there's a place
1: for rebuking what of the that Can we talk about well, that? Because, because I I like that was something I said last week to my wife before we did the Sean. Foyt, whatever his name is, thing. Yes. It was like, I, I feel like this is a, a turning the tables moment. Like, it's commodification of Jesus in the worst possible way. Um, And she's like, what does that even mean, though? People, you, you, you say that, I hear people say that, but what does that even mean? And you're not Jesus. And I was like, well, <laughs> yes. But, but a, I look like correct. <laughs> I grew my hair out for a reason, but. Yes. Yes. Well, what did you say? Well, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I <laughs> I I do feel very angry and I know that anger does I anger serves purposes sometimes, I think. Um, but acting in anger often I don't want to just throw kindling on the fire. What yeah. that does no good. Right. Um I I do think that America is in a pretty messed up lost place, for sure. Yeah. I think that the church is as well maybe because it's so tied the two are so tied together that there's a huge split happening. Right. And uh, the church is feeling that because of those ties. Yeah. But you know like someone like Bono, I like Bono a lot. I think he's a very smart wise guy. Um he used to talk about the idea of America that the idea of America is something that's worth fighting for the idea. And the thing that I like about an idea is that it changes and forms and grows and it can be nuanced and it, and it can and I think that America has promise in that way, that it is an idea that the original intent was that it could, it was organic. It could like adjust and grow, and as things changed, it could change along with them. And I think that's a pretty yeah. magical gift. And I wanna be part of the changing process, part of a constructive conversation, but I want to flip tables. Right. And I, right. Don't, know, uh, I don't know that flipping tables is helpful, but I'm angry like yeah. yesterday made me feel all of the emotions. I was sad as well, but mostly I was just angry. angry I couldn't believe angry at people. I think angry at the selfishness of Americans at this point, like thinking that we deserve everything. It was a, that was just a giant temper tantrum, right? Like that was watching my four year old not get what she wants and throw something across the room. And I watch her as a four-year-old, her brain re- wrestling with uh, her response to that, and talking her through that. These are grown-ass adults, like running around like ding-dongs with these yeah. flags, like it's like an, uh, a self-prescribed nation of I don't know. I it just I it, I don't know how to respond. Like seeing thousands of people do that yesterday, not like right. fifteen, right? And then it was in Oregon, and it was in Ohio, and it was in yeah. Yeah. Uh it was all over the place. People were reacting not to this extent, but there was violence yeah. and Yeah. I don't know. And then having the guy that's the, that's in charge of the country that we put there for better or worse, <laughs> um encouraging it and then oh. the other ding-dongs that were encouraging it from the Senate floor or not from the floor but from tweets and being out there and um yeah. I don't know. I just it makes yeah. me angry. And I'd like yeah. to tell them that I'm angry.
0: Yeah. But I don't know how helpful that is. His flipping the tables, that was a symbolic act, a prophetic speech act that was uh, demonstrating his authority to judge the temple. But he never engaged in violence. Um, his his prophetic words against the Pharisees were totally in line with the prophetic literature of the Old Testament. So Jesus was doing nothing, nothing new, but he was doing it... Um, as one who had authority over the things that were being judged. We can't do that because I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of all of this myself, right? I'm guilty of the racism I hate. I'm guilty of the nationalism I hate. Um, I'm just, I, I have to continually repent myself. So this isn't about how much the church sucks. This is about, are we willing after a moment like the, yesterday or the last two months since the election or the last four years to take a hard look and go, well, there certainly are some planks in my own eye and I need to deal with those before I, I talk about anybody else. Yeah.
1: It <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> sucks. So the question is, and why we jumped on this call, because we were talking about, um, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. I don't know. um, What were the two options that you said? You said whether to um, be a counter voice or. um, (laughs) Yeah. Listen, do we just sit and love our
0: neighbor and say, hey, there's room for all of us at the table. That that certainly is true. Do we engage in prophetic speech as the apostles did against things that seem very anti-Christian yeah. Um and Paul clearly uses hyperbolic speech for his opponents um you know what those claiming that they they that the gentiles must be circumcised he says well we've just freaking cut cut yours off then. You know, cut the whole thing off. And the thing there is the penis just to be clear. Um <laughs> And so
1: you know, I just I I I don't know I don't know. So the question is: Are those two things um, mutually exclusive, or are they part of the same puzzle? And what I mean by that is: Is loving our neighbors speaking truth to um, where folks have wandered off the trail? Yeah. Right, Bruce Springsteen, but you know, yeah, yeah. So any any time I
0: post, go ahead. No, you go. No, I'm talking way too I'm at, I'm much. Trying to, I'm,
1: I'm, <laughs> well, I'm trying to, I'm fired up. I'm trying to spur you to talk more. That no, I, wh- if loving your neighbor is loving your neighbor is an active. It's not a passive activity, right? It's right. an active right. activity that you, and it's not just going and washing the old lady's car down the street and being like hey, Jesus loves you and your car right. is clean, right. but like we, the the church is. F- broken it's fractured there are there and uh you know you had said a while ago like you have more in common with um your trump touting christian than you do with a non-believing democrat um i don't i don't feel that i don't feel like that is true in my heart of hearts i wrestle hard with that because what i see is i see people that i have nothing in common with and I don't right. see the Jesus that I've come to know embodied in anything that's happening out there. Right. And but part of loving my neighbor is speaking, I think is speaking against that and speaking out to uh and being a counter voice and being active. Like prayer without action is like faith without works. <laughs> yeah. Right? Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I so I don't know. I, There's a role to play here, and I don't think it's just um, walking away. I think it's being involved.
0: No, no totally.
1: And and I think
0: so. So Gombus has a way. Should have got him
1: in here on this. <laughs> oh,
0: oh my goodness! Yeah, I was in previous conversations. Gambas had a way of. <laughs> Uh and particularly as I watch him on social media, of confronting some of this thing some of these things in a way that engenders further conversation. Yeah. And I I think that's an area of growth for me. Um because I I uh and, and again, I don't how much of this is how God how just how I'm made versus immaturity i just don't know but um i want the i mean i i I don't i don't trust myself to have very helpful thoughts um unless i'm in a very centered sort of place Do you know what i mean yeah and you know part of what we wanted to do was to not necessarily be settled and centered and so we wanted just to be with people and go. Man, this seems really, this seems really tragic. And the question you're asking really goes back to the unity card because I, I get a lot when I post stuff. Well, you're not unifying; you're further dividing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, and and I don't know how I feel about that because one of the things I want to respond to that is is by saying, listen, um, when you're forcing me to watch a jesus's association with a political figure and philosophy you're the one that's being divisive right because the kingdom yeah. doesn't the kingdom isn't just a, a a way of running the government in the world right as we've said the whole time the kingdom is a different politic that runs by a whole different set of rules so the imagination of those who have been captured by political ideology on either side and then the insistence that unity means that they they shouldn't be called out on that um i don't know i don't know if i buy that I don't I don't, I don't think I, I especially as you say when when this is where it leads. I mean, we were all fearful that that Trump's rhetoric, um, his false claims about the election, the conspiracy theories that are floating online that that persist no matter what factual evidence um uh is presented against them, uh, and that Christians are purveyors of this. Um I don't know. I don't. I don't think we are able to maintain the posture of just saying, "All right, yes, let's be unified. We won't say anything divisive here." Let's meet um, in the middle. Yeah, I think. I think we're done. I think what the Sermon on the Mount does, and and Jesus Himself will say this, is it gives us the ability to test what's Christian. Yeah. And so, so let's just do this. Let's just do this. All right. Here's our rule. If it looks like the Sermon on the Mount. Um, it's Christ-like, and if it doesn't, it's not. And it doesn't matter what you self-identify as. Now we're not looking at perfection because neither Tim nor I, but particularly Tim, would be able to stand. Um, this is true. Uh, so, but we're looking for an arc of progress and repentance. With this is the aim that um that that w- and literally we're we're actually we're doing some rebranding for uh Vox around our new name which is coming. Uh and um and our purpose statement is just this we want to see the church look and act like Jesus and nothing else. Yeah. And um and that, so that starts with us. Of course it starts with us and on our repentance absolutely always but I don't think we have permission anymore to sit while massive idolatry has gripped the church and say, hey, guys, this is all cool. Right. In the name of unity, we're all cool. Yep. So um, so I don't know what that means. I know we're going to do Sermon on the Mount next episode, and we're going to keep plugging away at this. But, but just how about that? How about we just say, if it looks and feels and talks like the Sermon on the Mount, then it's Christian. And if it doesn't, it's not. Even if it calls itself that, let's just yeah. let's just agree as friends that that's what we're going to do. And um, and I'm certainly willing to have all kinds of engagement and conversation with people who are um, who who are at different places with that, right? Because I've been, of yeah. course, but let's reserve the label Christian just for that bit the love your enemies you know bit let's that, that's that's what's what's christian uh yeah. and uh it, and and nothing else nothing else really turns out to be and let jesus so. be
1: the barometer for for uh, correcting like yeah i love i still and i said this many episodes ago but i'm still in a process of like becoming best friends with peter because I feel <laughs> akin to him. But I'm just like during this, I was just thinking about when he like draws a sword and cuts the dude's ear off and Jesus is like, Come on, like after all this time, this yeah. that was not that's not the right response. And then he has to rebuke Peter, and then Peter has to sit there and be like, Oh, what I did was incorrect or what I thought was incorrect. And this is the guy that's been walking with him nonstop. Jesus heals the enemy and I don't know, it's just I, I constantly feel in that boat of like Pushing Jesus through my lens rather than pushing everything through the lens of Jesus. Yeah. We all want to make Jesus in our image. Yeah. And we've become very good at it, obviously.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's well said, buddy. Well, I don't know. I, I, um... Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm. We need to lament. We need to repent. Um, yes, we need to love each other into our futures. Yes, contempt isn't going to get us anywhere. But neither is not telling the truth. So yeah. if there's a way to engage in these conversations with gentleness and respect, then I think we have to just keep saying, "Hey, this isn't true. This isn't true." You know, uh, Romney, uh, you know, I watched seven hours of C-SPAN last night. It was the most riveting television since, you know, the 2016 election. Um, And Romney had this line, and, you know, that I I even have to disclaim this is so stupid. But not that I'm a huge fan of Romney. um, But he had this line where it was like, "How this is how we respect the voters. We tell them the truth. And so maybe this is how we love the church. We just we start telling the truth, that yes, of course I you can so. love your country, and of course you can have opinions on its politics, um, but if if but if the your politics cause you to hate your neighbor and to storm the capital and to ignore um, uh, really clear evidence from other credible image bearers, then. Um, then it's gone too far. It has. It's become an idol. You
1: know? yeah. I texted you last night that um, one of my wife's um uh, co workers who is not a believer and said that something like, Man, Christianity really needs a come to Jesus moment. And I was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is really it. Like we've yeah. we we we've lost the we've lost the thread, we've lost the narrative.
0: Yeah. So Uh, I'm eager to get into because where where Jesus is going to go next is he's going to get into worry, which certainly seems relevant, but then he's going to get into a weird topic of discernment. Um, Uh. You know, judge not lest you be judged. And uh, man, that's going to be juicy. So anyway, so our recommendation today is um, Jesus still awesome. Beautiful and amazing, and let's use him as the example through which we filter everything that's Christian. And I don't mean just the parts we like about Jesus. You know, there there are things he says I don't understand. There are things, uh, there are things he says I understand just fine, but I really struggle with believing. Yeah. Um, but to be Christian is to say to that Jesus. The only one that we know, the one that comes to us through the Gospels revealed by the Spirit is to say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in for seeing the world the way you see it and acting in the world the way you acted in the world and being about the things you're about. And that is going to call into question a whole bunch of my American exceptionalist individualism. Yeah. And, uh, and amen. Let that be so. It doesn't mean we hate the country by, by no means. It just simply means that I'm continually holding the way I see the world up to how Jesus sees the world and pointing out the blind spots. Yeah. Timothy, any last words?
1: Nope.
0: Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, bless you. Thanks for putting up with our shenanigans. We we I realize as a people pleaser... That whenever I'm not totally polished, I leave room for all sorts of nonsense. And um, I probably leave room for nonsense even when I'm polished. But I'm glad, Tim, that you asked us just to do this because I'm tired of being um, constrained to speak my mind on some of these things for fear of being divisive. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I... And, and I, I just want to say, okay, well, to preach Jesus, um, we're still going to build wells. We're not going to build fences. But, man, as you're building a well, it's really helpful to know what living water looks like as opposed to the bad stuff. Right. So anyway, God bless you, friends. Thank you. You're awesome. And until next time, uh, if there is a next time, No, we'll see you later. (laughs) Thanks.